0: Leaning into the Green New Deal is a feature of Jacobson's new study, digging into the latest Stanford study on 100% renewables. Welcome to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic podcast associated with the medium publication of the same name. We explore the future with a recurring focus on climate change, technologies which are transforming our world, and a side helping of politics and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. Mark said, Jacobson and team have just released a new study covering 100% renewables for 143 countries, representing 997 of fossil fuel CO2 emissions from electrical generation. It's an update of a previous study and maintains the mix of technologies, For the most part, emitting nuclear and carbon capture and sequestration. It's going to create fireworks because it's explicit about leaning into the Green New Deal. That eminently sensible set of targets strongly aligned with United Nations IPCC 1.5 degree reports and strongly aligned with the Roosevelt New Deal that arguably did make America great is understandably a large target for commenters from, from the right, but also from nuclear advocates. I've published an exegesis based on a conversation with a U.S. Conservative about the Green New Deal as well, and know how much of a straw man flashpoint it has become. Uh, I'll quote from the study. The U.S. Green New Deal contains additional proposed legislation related to jobs, health care, education, and social justice. The present study does not fully evaluate the costs or merits of these other components. One point of potential conflict that Jacobson et al. attempts to avoid are the things that are all, that were all in the Roosevelt New Deal, but that are flashpoints on the right at present. The things that are not explicitly tied to climate change mitigation or adaptation, but to economic jobs and social elements. As I pointed out in my piece on one of the few almost reasonable discussions I've managed with someone from the right about the Green New Deal, all of the elements that the right complains about are tied to both the historical antecedent of the U.S. New Deal and to the realities of climate change adaptation. There is no disconnect, except in rhetoric. When I talked with Jacobs recently for a podcast, he pointed out that renewable energy itself is in the, State, in the United States is a completely bipartisan affair, with the largest producers of wind and solar being Republican states. Further, he pointed out that the origins of the Green New Deal were from a 2009 Scientific American paper he co-authored with his longtime collaborator, Mark DeLuca, a plan to power 100% of the planet with renewables. Returning to the theme of the Green New Deal is a circular affair for Jacobson and his team. Unfortunately, Jacobson avoiding the social and jobs aspect of the GND likely won't matter to the rhetoric that will rise attacking this new report. Sadly, they will see the Green New Deal and all of the irrational straw men that they apply to it will be applied to this as well but that doesn't make Jacobson's choice wrong at all. Once again, consilience applies to the Green New Deal as well. And this is a strong piece of evidence that supports its goals and targets. Jacobson's status as a top 100 global influencer on climate lends more support as well. In election 2020, Americans will be offered a stark choice between a Democratic presidential candidate who's leaning into the Green New Deal, all of them do, and the Republicans A lot of people saying that climate action is necessary and the Green New Deal will not only address it sensibly, but bring US workers along with it. Jacobson's work also points out the good jobs that will be created by this energy transition as well. So while it's silent on those Green New Deal aspects, it still ties into its themes. I quote Wind, water and solar creates twenty eight point six million more long term full time jobs and business as usual and needs only 0.17% and 0.48% of land for new footprint and spacing, respectively. This is equivalent to about 1.85 times California's land area for virtually all world energy. In comparison, about 37.4% of the world's land was agricultural land in 2016, and 2.5% was urban area in 2010. This portion of the study talks to the ongoing attacks on renewables by advocates of both nuclear energy and the fossil fuel industry, finding common cause to attack the technologies which are disrupting their revenues and profits. The amount of land actually required for renewables globally is a tiny fraction of what's available. I've run these numbers myself, finding that if we just wanted to use wind energy, a space smaller than the tiny state of Delaware Would be required for all the energy uses for all purposes for the United States. The distributed nature of renewables and its land use just isn't a real concern, in other words, but a drummed up meme. And in any event, the cost of land is costed into the cost of electricity for different forms of generation, and renewables are vastly cheaper than nuclear, coal, and increasingly gas generation without negative externalities or subsidies. On the consilience point again, I'll quote the study um, once more. Studies among at least 11 independent research groups have found that transitioning to 100% renewable energy in one or all energy sectors, while keeping the electricity and or heat grids stable at reasonable cost, is possible. Consilience is one of my favorite words pertaining to the scientific method. It means that when multiple sources of evidence are in agreement, Conclusion can be very strong even when none of the individual sources of evidence is significantly so on its own. The science of climate change shows massive consilience as ice cores, satellite data, ground temperature data, tree rings, isotopic analysis, and more show strong agreement that climate change is real, serious, and caused by us. When you have multiple studies using different data sets and approaches on a given subject and are finding agreement, you can be much more sure of the results. This quote from the report references a lot of other works that finds the same thing that Jacobson and team do. I've referenced Mark Diesendorf's work out of Australia several times, and his work is cited in Jacobson's new report as well. 100% renewables show strong consilience of research and evidence. It's very possible. Another meme from those opposed to renewables or those strongly attached to alternatives is debunked. Jacobson and his team have evolved this model over the years, um, triggering off the first versions of the Green New Deal, and now leaning again into it. They've seen very significant public criticism of it, criticism which this report addresses explicitly and carefully. Those people still claiming that 100% renewables isn't achievable in economically viable ways need to reconsider their positions. For laypeople, suffice it to say that in 30 years, It's very easy for us to have much cleaner air and water and much less expensive energy without suffering any degradation of our standards of living. You have been listening to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic view of climate change, transformative technologies, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. These podcasts are available from the Medium publication of the same name, Anchor FM, and other podcast sites. Let us know that you are enjoying us via claps on Medium, and tell us what you'd like us to cover next.